1: powered by The Pint, Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca.
2: Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. It's Kitimat, Northern BC, 1981. I'm like 8 years old. I'm young. I'm a little kid. Grade 4. Dr. Hook is coming to play the local hockey arena and I'd heard these guys throughout my entire life my mom was always playing that band cover of the Rolling Stone cover of the Rolling Stone Sylvia's mother Sylvia's mother said and they, you know freaking at the Freaker's Ball all the fags and the dykes the boogieing together the leather freaks are dressed in all kinds of leather please hit me and I'll hit you anyway I knew those songs backward forward I guess I still do today uh, my mind was was blown at the fact when I found out that I was gonna see these guys play live I distinctly remember driving to the arena you know, we parked uh, you know walking to get inside the air was electric we played them of course on the eight track on the drive in. And I was ready for this first concert. And that is what this is all about for this week. First concert experiences. You're going to hear from 12 past guests. And some of these, some of these stories are absolute beauties. You're going to know Kristen Flaherty better as Kay flay She's an eighties baby. The Coles notes. She's born in 85 in Chicago. Her dad passed away at the age of four when she was 14 she double majored in psychology and sociology at Stanford University. Today, she's one of the more laid back performers, like truly effortless in the execution. She's worthy of the Grammy nominations, the hit songs, the crazy collaborations.
3: You know, this is a, I don't totally know. I think my first concert was like technically a Beach Boys concert, (laughs) like at an outdoor venue, you know what I mean? One of these like reunion of the Beach Boys. I have no idea who was in the right. band.
2: The only song you remember is Kokomo. <laughs> right. <laughs> did I see um,
3: the Beach Boys then? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, eight or something. Yeah. Um, one of the first concerts I, I like bought tickets to was Coldplay. Oh, wow. Parachutes, that record is in my opinion, very, very good. Huge. I, I love one, and the reason I bought tickets to it was I went to Tower Records. I was in Chicago. I was in the Tower city. Records. Throwback. I went to Tower Records. It was like right before it closed, I guess, mm. and listened to it. I had never heard of Coldplay.
2: Right, they had those I little listened listening to it on yeah. a
3: listening station, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." And they were playing at a venue called the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago. Oh, okay. And which I have Small, now played. Like that's,
2: a, that's a thousand seater, twelve hundred. No,
3: bigger. It, it's it like, bigger. It's like it's like five thousand capacity. Okay. It's pretty big. Yep. Um, and yeah, Granddaddy opened for them, and okay. I. That was like that was one of the first. That was like I think that was the first show where I was like, "Hey guys, I want to go see this show. Do you want to come with me?" I went to a few other concerts. That like other people bought tickets and I just kind of went. Yeah. But that was like the first decision I made. You wanted to
2: like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to this show. Yeah. If I said the name Michael Schwartz, it might not mean anything to you. But Mix Master Mike likely will. Turntables For the Beastie Boys, Mike broke onto the scene after winning the 92 DJ Battle for World Supremacy in New York City. He kept winning championships like over and over, back to back, to the point of being asked to retire from future competition in 1994. It's crazy, right? You're so good at something that the organizers say, hey, Holt, could you stop? Just give other people a chance. Of course, you've heard his work on so many other musicians as well, from Ozzy Osbourne to Tommy Lee to Travis Barker, Rob Zombie, Joss Stone. Check out what Mixmaster Mike said about his first concert.
4: First concert was, uh, let's see, uh, George Clinton, P-Funk, Cool and the Gang wow. at the Circle Star Theater in the Bay Area.
2: Dude. Yeah. That's a pretty monstrous show to set the bar first off.
4: Yeah. Wow. I, I was, Yeah, yeah. It was... Um... Yeah, it pretty, was pretty amazing and inspirational for me. I was eight years old, so something that stuck with me forever. You know?
2: And when you're starting to talk about influential rap bands, Run DMC had better be near the top of that list, if not the top. They formed in the early 80s, Queens, New York. Oh, this is while... LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, were all in the game, all killing it as well. Uh, they were the first group in the genre to have a gold album, the first to be nominated for a, a Grammy Award, the first to earn a platinum album, the first multi-platinum certification. They were the first to have videos on MTV, the first uh, to appear on American Bandstand, the only hip-hop act at Live Aid uh, inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. Again, near the top if not the top talk about you know talking to a living legend daryl mcdaniels dmc easy d his first concert experience where he outlines his first concert this is cool my
5: first, well our first actual book concert was me and run at the disco fever that was our first kind and Jam master j missed the show because he was too busy shopping on Jamaica Avenue because he wanted to be so fly at the show. So we actually had another DJ, DJ Starchild, from the Bronx. He had the DJ for us. Me and Run, we only had two records. It's like that, Suck and So our first official concert with us billed as Run DMC was at the Disco Fever, which is one of the most famous, infamous clubs in our hip-hop history and then after that we did a show our first out-of-state show was for a radio station i forget what station it was but it was in north carolina and uh we went out there and uh, when we put on it's like that sucker of seeds i say about uh let's say maybe two thousand three thousand people went totally crazy because wow. remember when we first came out there was no album we didn't have an album yet. And there was no video, so nobody knew who Run DMC was. And then, right after that, when we started doing real concerts, because it's like that, was became a national hit. "Suck 'Em Seized" was um, in the streets of every state in in America. It's like that was damn near on every radio station in America, along with "Suck 'Em Seized." But it's like that was more of a commercial hit record across the board. So we started opening for Parliament Funkadelic, Marvin Gaye, um, um, who else did we play shows with, um, um, ZZ Top, um, 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 dang, a Confunction, The Gap In. When we first dropped, 84, 85, we was opening for all of um, Cameo and... and um, 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 all the fun. The funny joke is, we started opening for all the soul and funk acts that our mothers and fathers were listening to, mm-hmm. because it's like that was taking us everywhere. Where Grandmaster Flash is the message that took us. Our first concerts was, uh, you know, a work in progress, and you know, it was never like we rehearsed a show. We just went on stage and did our records. And every night since 1983, when we first started doing shows, everything. That was improvised, was added to the show, which later developed into the show, the live show that Run DMC and Jam Master Jay was known for doing.
2: And you'll know John Karabi for several bands over the years, from The Scream, he was in The Union, The Eric Singer Project, he was a guitarist in R.A.T., for a second you remember that he was motley Cruz singer on their self-titled album which is arguably their best musically one of their uh, ever uh, he was in brides of destruction with nikki six he was the singer for the dead daisies as well my first concert was
4: in i grew up in philadelphia and it was bachman turner overdrive
2: okay. <laughs> awesome with
4: a band called wet willie and the very first band was Bob Seger.
2: Wow. Bob Seger opening up for BTO, Amazing.
4: Yeah. It was crazy.
2: <laughs> it had to be, man. I'm like How old were you for that? Do you remember it like, clear as day? God,
4: I don't... I I was young. Yeah. I mean, back then it wasn't like... You know... I mean, it wasn't like I was 9 or 10, but I was... I was... God, I was maybe 13. Mm. But... It wasn't unusual back then to, you know, hey, I want to save up six bucks and go see Bachman Turner Overdrive. Right. And, you know, your parents would give you a note like, okay, you need to get on the L- elevated train and get off at this stop and then get the 75 bus that runs down here and then get off. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So <laughs> um, it wasn't that unusual.
1: Musical guests of the ToddCast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at PineappleSound.com.
2: Oh, I like the sound of that. Very nice. Do you remember a, a Vancouver band maybe about 10, maybe 12 years back now, I guess, called Stars of Boulevard? They had a few killer songs that Seafox uh, was playing at the time here and there. Their singer that of that band, Josh Jones, is part of the band you just heard. So it's Trevor Kidd and Josh Jones, and their new song is called Salvation. And when you originally heard Alex Newhook on the podcast, he was playing for the Victoria Grizzlies of the BCHL. He was their captain. Now, of course, Alex plays in the NHL for the Colorado Avalanche. First concert
4: was a uh, was a was a rap concert in Toronto. I went with my buddy. Okay, um, it was it was the weekend. It was a really good concert. Oh,
2: okay, yeah. The weekend had a huge song. Uh, was it last summer or the summer before? Yeah. yeah what was yeah. it uh, uh uh i can't uh fill my face I yeah, can't yeah, fill yeah my face when i'm with you this great song <laughs> yeah. nfl defensive end christian covington was born here in vancouver he's a local kid he's crushing it you could say that football is in his blood his dad grover covington played in the cfl he's a member of the canadian football hall of fame christian's been playing in the nfl since 2015 drafted in the sixth round he played with the texans the cowboys the broncos the Bengals. currently playing with the la chargers check out what christian said for his first concert experience
5: i think it was honestly the the weekend the weekend wow yeah Yeah, but it was literally like in 2017
2: no
1: really
5: (laughs) it was yeah it was the year that um it was the it was the year i tore my bicep wow I had some free time. I remember, like, it was. Um, I had some free time, and we had an away game. I think it was like literally. I think I was like up two months into into rehab, so I was like obviously out of my swing and stuff like that.
6: Mm. And
5: um, uh, one of my former my former team nutritionist on the Texans, he hit me up, and he was just like, "Hey, bro, I know you're in town. Do you want to go the weekend? See the weekend this this uh, t- uh, t- after yeah? Do you want to go see the weekend tonight?" And I'm just like, "Oh, uh, you got tickets?" I'm like, "He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, let's go." Nice, nice. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, that was my first ever concert.
2: Huh. Interesting, and only a couple of years ago. Only a couple of years ago. If you were like me and semi glued to the Tokyo Olympics, perhaps you saw Evan Dunphy become an Olympic medalist. He placed third, got a bronze in the fifty k race walk. Listen to Evan's first concert.
4: I was pretty late to the game. It was um, it was a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert in oh, wow. twenty ten. Um, my uh, my mom had uh my mom's company had corporate had box seats and and she was uh kind enough to lend them to three of my friends three of my 20 year old friends and um, nice. yeah
2: we didn't get invited back <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that was probably a fun night then <laughs> I, I i'm i'm sure it probably was you're like i think i remember it being convenient. yeah And staying with the Olympics, Canadian-American bobsledder Kaylee Humphreys won gold for Canada in the 2010 and 2014 Winter Olympics. She won bronze in 2018, and this year, racing in the Monobob event, she won gold for America. If you're going like, what? Gold for Canada and the States? Yeah, she switched to represent the U.S. at the Olympics because of alleged abuse and harassment that she'd faced from the Canadian Bobsled Federation. Listen to Kaylee talk about her first concert.
5: Garth Brooks, and to date, my only concert that I've ever been to. So I've seen him three times, and uh, Garth Brooks is my all-time favourite ever, and he's the only artist that I've seen, but I've gone to his concert three
1: times. Podcast sporting guest visits are powered by Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. Online at facebook.com slash Chilliwack Capit.
2: almost like you got to be licking your fingers. Like that's finger licking good rock. The band is called the post-war and a new song called exile. That's from their recently released self-titled new album. Killer band have always dug these guys. They've always had a really big sound. Perhaps we can get them doing a podcast show. If we can get something going once again, I mean, everything that they've given me over the years, is always solid. Uh, if you've been following and listening, I guess, over the years, you've no doubt uh, heard me talking about my time at Fox, doing the afternoon show. I did it for 12 years. it was there for 15. Uh, the Rock Report, the 6 o'clock Rock Report. People still talk to me about that show. It is the foundation of who I am as a broadcaster today. And one of my partners in crime over the years was Danger, Darren Grieve. You can hear him now, present day, on City News, Vancouver, 96.9 Jack FM, 101.1 Whistler FM. And if you know Danger at all, you will not be surprised at who his first concert was.
0: 10 years old Kiss in kiss. 1979, yes. uh, in Dynasty Tour. Wow. I bugged, I and bugged my dad. who took da- you to that? My dad. I was 10.
2: Man. Dad is badass. My dad, ass. my
0: best friend at the time, Dave White, we're still buddies. Uh, he was a ki- equal kiss, kiss freak. We're pretty much friends because of Kiss, actually. Yeah. Uh, my so, dad... so what
2: have they been to, like, Destroyer or what? No,
0: uh, Dynasty. A Dynasty. Record. Dynasty okay. tour, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: Silver color and, or cover. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah,
0: With I was made with Loving You. So yeah. they were on their way the, down. The, but...
2: the disco phase. The...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was still the original band, right. and we went and saw the show, my dad, myself, and then my buddy Dave White and his sister Wendy. And Wendy was like a hippie chick, had an old biker boyfriend, really cool chick, but she goes to, my dad's my dad, and my dad's a really cool dude, but... Wendy was a partier, right? So she goes to a concert, brings doobies. The right. whole, she gets it's taken on, inside, on. strip searched the whole nine yards. And my dad's now mad and he's embarrassed. And, right. and we're kids, right? We're just little kids. And she, right. she got taken inside and everything else. But we watched the show. I had to bug him for weeks to get those tickets. Weeks, he finally caved. We are at Woodward's it's in Guilford. In 79,
2: Guilford so where did you see him?
0: Coliseum, Coliseum, yeah. Loverboy oh. opened up, and they only we lasted. Loverboy, and they la- only lasted like three or four songs. They got, they were getting so many booze. Really, that they actually cut her short.
2: You'll likely know Danielle Ruiz for a few reasons. Now she's been in Fredericks of Hollywood ads, Hustler apparel. Back in the day, she was featured in Maxim. Remember that magazine? Love that rag, or maybe it's from being Hawaiian Tropics Miss Brazil 2010. She's been a Monster Energy Dime Squad girl, a host, and Royal Flush girl in the World Poker Tour. You've seen her on the small screen, Cougar Town, CSI, Entourage, Friends with Benefits.
4: Rod Stewart. Rod
3: and I lived Stewart. In a- Stewart. He's Fantastic. He's my favorite, and I need to go see him in Vegas. Yes. I lived in his shirt for literally 12 years until literally, like, it disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love oh, Rod man. Stewart. I wish him happy birthday every single day on Twitter. That is I don't know so how I'll get him. good. <laughs>
2: I love Yeah, that was my very first concert. <laughs> and how old were you? And, and and what do you specifically remember about the show?
3: Well, I was seven, and I just remember, like, because I used to listen to, like, when I was little, I'm pretty sure I was, like, seven years old. I had to be, yeah, seven, six or seven or something. But I just remember it so distinctly. It was at um, Hollywood Bowl, And I just remember standing on top of, like, the bench thing or whatever and just, like, jamming out.
2: (laughs) That is awesome. We had on Dr. Brooke Goldner a few years ago. Now, she's written three best-selling books, Goodbye Lupus, Goodbye Autoimmune Disease, and Green Smoothie Recipes to Kickstart Your Health and Healing. You've seen her in in documentaries like Eating You Alive, Whitewashed, The Conspiracy Against Your Health. She's been on the cover of Vegan Health and Fitness magazine three times, the cover of Fit Over 40. Uh, Dr. Goldner is known worldwide For developing a nutrition-based treatment for her own autoimmune disease lupus, listen to Dr. Goldner's first concert experience.
4: Pink Floyd is now. Pink
2: Floyd. Wow! What a bar to set.
4: Yeah, and actually it was with my dad, and <laughs> my dad had gotten tickets through his business at the time, and, uh, and I was so excited, and the, it was funny because the one song I really wanted to hear was to hear them sing The Wall, and, uh, mm-hmm. and my dad, you know, finally hit midnight, and it was a full night, my dad was like, we got to go, and right as we walked into the parking lot, he started singing it, and he let me sit in the parking lot and listen to it. Uh, and then got me my tie-dye T-shirt, which I wore all the way through. Gosh, that, that, that T-shirt, I wore it till it had holes in it uh, in my 20s. But the funniest part was the next day I did go to school, but I was a bit late. And when I handed them my note, uh, the, the person that took my note said, um, next time you want to pretend you're sick in the morning, don't wear your concert T-shirt to school. <laughs> oh, that's so good.
2: Love it. I love it. And you'll know actress Kristen Renton for a couple key roles. She played the recurring role of Ima Tite on Sons of Anarchy. She was Morgan Hollingsworth on Days of Our Lives, but you've seen her in like Anger Management with Charlie Sheen, CSI New York, The O.C., The Glades. She started off modeling and then got into acting later on. The Monkeys. Come on, serious? The monkeys? How old oh. are you? Oh
5: no, yeah, I was obsessed with the monkeys when I was younger. <laughs> absolutely, monkeys, Beach Boys. Oh yeah, I grew yeah. up on that music.
2: That's amazing. When everybody else
5: was listening to like eighties, you know, <laughs> New Kids on the Block, I'm like, no, nah, screw your New Kids on the Block. I'm going go to go the monkeys. Wow. yeah, absolutely, the original boy Band.
2: <laughs> do you do you still see many shows or just too busy?
5: Um I, uh, you know, I haven't been to a concert in a while. I, I may be going to one tonight, I'm not sure, but um, oh, it's been a while. Great. I just, I can't, I'm, I am, I travel so much and, and I'm, I'm always so busy, it's hard for me to purchase tickets for something and then, you know, I end up leaving or... Mm -hmm. having to be out of town or having a charity event going on. So, um, you know, I I don't get nearly as many as I would like to. I I absolutely have to see Adele at some point.
1: Toddcast Podcast Entertainment Guest Visits are powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find them online at CanuckAuctions.com.
2: Oh yeah, I figured I'd uh, wrap up the podcast Melting Your Face Off with Arlo Wells and a banger for those guys called Siren. You gotta think they're one of Vancouver's best for the genre. Every single song they've given us to play is simply outstanding. Arlo Wells, Siren. Uh, yeah, so please tell your friends about this podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're on YouTube as well. All the interviews, all the full interviews, we post them up on our YouTube uh, page. Uh, Comment and rate the podcast as well. You can search it out through, what else? Toddcast Podcast. Big thanks to all of our phenomenal sponsors. Of course, huge props to The Pint, our new title sponsor, the podcast powered by their longtime supporters, having sponsored many times over the years. We'll be doing meetups and Pre-connect games and watch some UFC fights. Nate and the crew down there are some of not only the best, but some of the nicest in the biz. 455 Abbott. You can check them out online at vancouver.thepint.ca. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. Maybe we'll have a beer, have a coffee, see what's up. And If you help us find a sponsor, we'll give you a commission based on that ad buy. If you know a business that should sponsor us, let them know and we'll take it from there. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by The
1: Pint. Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca
0: Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my
1: feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut.